The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. Hey, Bobby Manning here. Welcome to the Garden Report back at TD Garden where the Celtics took care of business again, moving to 17-0, Joe Sway, at home. They're streaking at home, man. I turned to you and said, this has to be history, and it was. They tied the franchise record to start a season at home and did in dominant fashion. I feel like they've been overwhelming in this building this year, but this was probably the most dominant victory yet, going up 10-0 out of the gate. Jazz missed their first seven shots. Celtics go on to force 18 turnovers in this game and lead by as many as 36 before halftime and then effectively shut their starters down midway through the third quarter. So Utah never got on much of a run, forced a few timeouts in the first quarter with some small runs to within 8-9, but the Celtics got off to a strong start this game and never looked back. Yeah, they controlled throughout and that's the kind of approach that you want to see from the Celtics team especially when you're going up against a team and I'm thinking, looking at you Jason Tatum they really limited him last time these two teams went at it you know what I mean so I feel like Jason Tatum kind of kept that in his mind uh, those couple layups early in the first quarter I feel like kind of got him going whereas sometimes he takes him a while to kind of ramp up but he'll still end up with a huge scoring night and uh, you know in this one I feel like it was gradual and I also think he was getting guys involved stuffing the stat sheet and you know this is the type of game where when the Celtics are shooting at 50% and it's midway through the fourth quarter and like you said all the stars are on the bench like that's when everyone is keyed in on what needs to happen on executing on the defensive end of the floor. I think that's what really triggered the offense. Yeah, and their defense was incredible. To hold the team to 17%, 6% from three, when we looked at the score sheet midway through the second. They ripped their heart out. That's impressive. And Joe even acknowledged after the game, if the Jazz made a few of the shots they took early, this could have been a different game. They definitely missed some open looks. They definitely turned the ball over in just some haphazard ways. They flew across the country for this game. Maybe that had something to do with it. But they did come into this game fourth in net rating over their last seven, six and one over that stretch uh, with a top five offense uh, with Kelly Olenek playing well, Jordan Clarkson had a big finish in that Detroit game. But I felt like their defense played with more aggression in this game. This was tied for the third most turnovers they forced in a game this year. Uh, They were able to cut off passes and get out on the run. They were able to strip post-ups against John Collins, against Laurie Markkinen in those kind of situations. And then Porzingis put a lot of pressure on uh, Walker Kessler and some of the rim protectors on the other side. And I thought Will Hardy said an interesting thing pregame that what makes Boston's defense so good is the amount of pressure that its offense puts on the opponent. Yeah, and Joe Mazzula loved that. He called it beautiful. So what a beautiful <laughs> comment. And he, I feel like he wants to hear it straight from uh, Hardy himself, but that's essentially what this team does. I mean, we've talked about it in the past where defensively, if they're clicking, the offense translates on that end of the floor. You know, it's really the other way around, but it's also that much, that devastating. You know what I mean? Especially for a Utah Jazz team where, you know, it's not easy to come in here after you just played and uh, overtime game and all that. But at the same time, the Boston Celtics, they're treating every opponent the same right now, in my opinion, right? Um, and, and I think that's what matters most. Uh, guys are really keyed in on approaching. I mean, uh, uh, you know, when they're in the defensive, that that, that juggernaut defensive team that, that, that they've been, a lot of it has to do with just anticipating what the other team is going to do. Not only anticipating the passes, but just being in the right spot, and especially in transition. When the Southerners are playing that well defensively in transition, they're really hard to beat. And then when Tatum gets going on offense, you just never got the sense that the Utah Jazz were going to be able to muster up a comeback. Yeah, and the Celtics, 
they struggled at times defensively last year. I thought that identity flowed up and down throughout the course of the year. They had good moments, but then they have awful games on that end that I felt mm-hmm. like undermined them throughout last season. This year, I feel like right from the jump, they got off to a great start on the defensive side. They come into tonight number three, tied with Houston, interestingly enough. Of course, coached by Ime Udoka uh, for third in the league there. And I, I feel like it's their strength this year. Porzingis in the middle. Drew able to guard bigger players. Uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum reaching a new level on that end. As I pointed out on the show, Jason in the 80th percentile of isolation defenders this year. And you saw it at the end of the Oklahoma City game. You saw it tonight. Chris Stapp said after the game, the individuals, the personnel here is what makes this defense so good. He didn't even talk about the system. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. I mean, We've talked about it before where it's like you plug in guys off the bench and they're, they're just keeping that same energy. It may not be able to withstand it throughout an entire game, but those little spurts, they matter. I mean, it's like what Jason Tatum said after this game, after this win. Every player on this team has a role. When you see O.J. Brissett diving for a loose ball when these guys are up by that double figures, boost, and that's in the first quarter. I mean, that led to a big dunk for, for Tatum. That led to a momentum shift. Like, all these plays matter. I think these guys are starting to realize how far – those things go along. You know what I mean? Especially when you don't have Al Horford in this one. You got the second, uh, the first night of a back-to-back set where Porzingis is most likely not going to play. I think and an opponent you could overlook. And an opponent you can easily overlook, exactly. And I, and I think guys like O'Shea Brissett, uh, you know, Sam Hauser to a certain extent, even though he's been solid throughout the, the entire season, I just think they, they know that those moments are going to be there for them. And they, they stay ready for that. And the way and the Joe Mazzula... The stay ready crew, exactly. And the way Joe Mazzula has been, um, you know, <laughs> preaching this message of we all have to hold each other accountable, but also we have to make sure that we're all doing the same things. You know what I mean? And it's every single night. We talked about with Joe after this game how in the past it would be like a quarter when they couldn't stop a team, right? They couldn't stop the bleeding. Like that would ultimately decide a game. Now it's in spurts. Now it's they're correcting them, they're, they're correcting those mistakes before the end of a quarter, which is like a, a big, big part of what Missoula's been about uh, this season. Okay, you drop the ball, you make mistakes, that stuff's going to happen. But end the quarter strong, and that's going to carry over. I think that was a, a great example of what we saw in this game, except for those little spurts were like minuscule, like 90 seconds, a minute, you know what I mean? Like that... That's the kind of approach from a team that, again, and I talked about it on the Southern's postgame show, has that type of uh, short-term memory, if you will, right? Like, hey, you know, it's not just about you, you, you stopped us from going to Vegas to take on the Los Angeles Lakers in the championship, but you gave us a big L on your floor. We're going to give you a big L on ours. And this one was a lot much, much more devastating compared to what happened in Indianapolis. Yeah, Pacers tomorrow. Celtics beat the Jazz tonight. Uh, dominant defensive display, stifling at times. I, I can't wait here. for these matchups, man. If they're able to beat this team twice, which I think would be really challenging, I, I really think we can easily say, you know, no more speculating about that this team turn a corner mentally. Like, that mental toughness is real. I mean, it already is. We're showing this. They're showing signs of that. But it's that type of approach going into the new year that could really carry over, especially when you got all these stats all over, you know, saying, oh, the Celtics have the, uh, the lightest, oh, one of the easier schedules in the NBA. After this week... That could be the case. I just think getting past this week and seeing what this team looks like at the end of it, it's going to say a lot about where they are. It starts Saturday night in Indy. We'll have remote coverage here on CLNS Media. Uh, post-game show follows. Check out all the interviews from tonight. Porzingis, Tatum, Joe. Some good pregame stuff here, too, on CLNS Media. We're going to talk uh, trade deadline. Joe Sway's thoughts on Brad Stevens' presser yesterday, as well as Kelly Olenek's comments this morning. Check out that video, too. I'm Bobby Manning. This has been The Garn Report. FanDuel is the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network.
Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 